Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFLE's podcast. We got a great show set up for you guys tonight. We're going to do a little bit of takeaway from the East Week 11. And then we got our Thanksgiving Day preview, which is pretty fun. We're going to do some fun stuff regarding Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day games. And, of course, we will uh, preview those games for you. So that'll be pretty fun. But, but guys, fellas, y'all doing okay, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a great weekend of football. (laughs) All right, cool. Before we get started, talk about a great week of football. Before we get started, I don't know if you guys heard about that. I definitely got to start with the game. That was a freaking beatdown. Best game of week 11. Of course, I'm talking about a four and six team beats the crap out of an eight and two team and beats them. 113 to 80. What happened, Brandon? Oh, it is. Of course. Of course. You would have to bring that up. All right. What's up with this? Uh, listen, the- listen, listen, okay? Before we want to get onto this train, hold up, hold up, Dad. You done started a whole You got 33 now. points of smack talk to talk about. Right, hang on. on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Of course, we can't hang on for, for everybody that's – go ahead. Christian McCaffrey scores six, 10 points. Nick Chubb only gets me six points. A.J. <laughs> Brown, four points. Justin Jefferson, 3.3. Like, what the fuck is this scoring? Right, right. For everybody listening to this in uh, podcast form, you can't see what I just did, but I threw up the results to our uh, fantasy football league. Of course, my team is extremely shitty. They were four and six going into week eleven. Um, Brandon was leading the leading the league at eight and two, and um, kind of running away with it. But realistically, Rich is catching up with them. But thanks to me and the fastest show on turf, isn't that the awesome greatest name for a fantasy team that you can think of? I whipped his ass for everybody that can't hey, see hey, the screen hey, Dad, right now. One hundred and thirteen to eighty took him down. So uh, Dad, I appreciate I'm gonna that. You, I'm going to need you to stop beating me and uh, stop allowing Rich to catch up to me. And I'm going to need Rich to start losing. He is on a six-game winning streak right now. On he did fire. the same shit last year where fire. he stopped the beginning of the half and then just beat everybody's ass the second half. Right. Yeah, I was All two right. and three, and now I'm eight and Eight and three. I, I know you won like six in a row or I something. Yeah, I'm, he has I'm, a stitch game. And I beat the best teams best teams in the league right now. Yeah, right. I know. So, All right, that's you crazy. Beat me okay. And Chris. Yeah. All right. That's enough about our fantasy football league. But I hope everybody <laughs> is enjoying their fantasy football league. Um, anyways, make sure to follow the NFL East podcast on Podbean. You can uh <laughs> catch it on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group. You can watch and you see, you could have seen the whole part, the whole scene of that with me throwing up the score and us talking shit. If you would have been on YouTube, you could watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube and make sure you like, share, and subscribe. The dude that got his ass whooped this week in fantasy football, his name is NFL boy, Brandon. He's right there. Please follow him on YouTube. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, nice, fellas? Nice. 
Hey, I want to talk about what well, we'll get off of the fantasy thing, but Josh, how does your team got a losing record? You have good te- players on your team. I know, oh, man. Yeah. I know. Uh, oh, the up, funny, up, the up. funny thing about it, all my starters were off this week. That was my backup uh, that beat him. Oh, all of my yeah, starters, oh. because yeah, dolphins, true. the dolphins were on by, and of course, yeah, I got Tyler yeah, Taylor, okay, so. okay, yes, that's very true. And while I am pissed about that, one thing <clears> I noticed right before we get off the topic of our fantasy league. I went through, right? We started this league back in 2018. We've been going for four years now, right? You know what I noticed? Three years out of the four, I have a losing record by team shots for the first three years. (laughs) This is the first year I actually have a winning record in our league. I mean, last year was my first year. I came in second last year, so that was the first time I had a winning record, but... Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's let's go. Let's go. We got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Um, make sure to stick around in the podcast. Don't go nowhere because we have our Thanksgiving Day preview. It's going to be fun, I promise. But first, we need to wrap up week 11 with a little bit of take a, takeaways from the eat. Takeaways from the East Week 11 edition. Let's go ahead and start, which would I think was a really good game. Both defenses played amazing. Um, Eagles, Colts. The Eagles barely pull it off. Win by one point, 17 to 16. Rich, you got anything on this game? Yeah, this was a super competitive game for considering the Colts' record and stuff, and uh, or the records of both teams playing each other. Um, the Colts really, um, gave the Eagles everything they could, they could want, you know, um, uh, their defense was stout Eagles really struggled putting up points on the board. Um, they were causing turnovers. The Colts were, but geez, Matt, Matt Ryan's terrible. Uh, or yeah, Matty ice. Mm -hmm. Um, he's washed. That dude is really, really washed. Um, however, you know, um, uh, the Eagles were able to get the ball back at the end of the game and complete, um, you know, a touchdown drive there to pull out 17 to 16. Colts missed a chip shot field goal earlier in the second half that really would have put this game away, probably. But uh, um, I don't think the Eagles look great. Um, Dominican Sue and Dominican Sue did play, uh, he wasn't that much of a factor. Um, Jalen Hurts uh, on that last touchdown drive did not complete a pass, <laughs> right? right. Uh, in fact, it looked like the the Eagles didn't want want to put the ball uh, the game in his hands. Although he did he did break off a twelve yard. They, they didn't want it in his hands. They wanted it with his legs. <laughs> exactly, because yeah. he's a running back. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but and he did have a he did a uh, he had a strip sack there in the opening of the second of the third quarter. I mean, of the second half, um, but they pull through and uh, <laughs> um, squeak out a, a, a road victory against a pretty hapless Colts team. Although, you know, maybe they're inspired with Jeff Saturday. Maybe they, they will. Uh, I, I think they are. I think they are. I, they, I'm, I, I'm kind of enjoying, I watched this game also, and I'm really enjoying um, Saturday on Sundays. I, I really am. I mean, I, I'm not being, being crazy about that i i really i like indianapolis right now i mean i like the way they look i like i mean but you know it could be because uh taylor is back 
you know, Jonathan Taylor's back. Um, he wasn't healthy at the, you know, uh, at the beginning of the season. That could be it. And, you know, I mean, I love, I love running games. And this game was definitely a running game. Um, actually, Matt Ryan went 23 for 32, 213 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jonathan Taylor had 22 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown. And there was times late in the game that I thought Indy was getting away from the run. And I was like, no, no, don't give it to Matt Ryan. Keep running the damn ball. They can't stop you. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, they're, they haven't stopped you all game. Why in the hell are you? You got one of the best running backs in the league. Why are you getting away from the run? It makes no sense at all. And, yeah. and I, I felt like when they pulled away from the run, started calling pass plays, let Matty Ice throw it around, that's when they allowed – um, the Eagles back in the game, and that's bullshit. Um, yeah, Jaylen they totally Hurst, got away from their running game, which was their offensive line under Jeff Saturday has looked uh, so much better. A million times better. They really have. Because um, so. I've watched them play earlier this year, and, and you know, even with uh, um, uh, the good players that they have on them, just, they just weren't really clicking under uh, uh, Frank Wright. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, it would have been nice for the Eagles to lose that game, but – um, they did what they had to do, so you got to give them props for that. Well, and well, I think somebody else. Uh, we we also need some more props to to go around. Jalen Hurst ended the game eighteenth of twenty five hundred ninety yards, one touchdown. He had sixteen carries, eighty six yards, another touchdown. That's pretty good. He's a glorified running back, like Rich said. That is true. What what I want to point out is Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Both were held under 80 yards. Indy's defense shut them down. Shut them down. Didn't all, they allowed no big play. No big yeah, play really at did. all from the wide receivers. Um, good job to Indy's defense. But but you know what? Indy's defense has played good all year. It really has. It's, it's their offense is what's been struggling. So, I mean, that, that kind of makes sense. But, yeah, it was yeah. a good game. I think uh, Indy could have pulled that game out if they wouldn't have got away from the run, if they would have just stuck with the run. And uh, kept going. I, I think they, you know, they they messed up a little bit there. Um, and then they allowed, of course, the big run from Jalen Hurts, which uh, put the game away. So. Yeah, that thing parted like the Red Sea. Right, exactly. <laughs> it really did. Exactly. Well, oh, yeah. they were expecting a pass is what happened. They right. were expecting which, uh, a pass. That was a, that was a bad call. Um, and yeah. you got to give a little bit of props to the Eagles – um, run there. They have the one of the worst run defenses in the league. I don't know if you guys know that, but the, the way Eagle? you beat the Eagles is by running the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, their run defense did get a little better later in the game, but it was a combination of it got a little better and Indy got away from the run. You know what I'm saying? So right. those two combinations didn't help any at all. Yeah. The Eagles are very similar to the Cowboys in their run defense. They're that's the, definitely the weak spot on that defense. Right. Yeah. Right. Brandon, you got anything on this game before we move on? No, I didn't watch any of this game, so I don't, I don't got blame anything. You. All right, it, I don't it, blame actually, it was actually like like Josh said, a pretty pretty entertaining game. It, it, it was, was a pretty good game, especially if you're right rooting for the Colts like me. Um, it was it was you know it was pretty fun. Um, well, Brandon, why don't you keep us going? We have the Commanders Texans. I know you you at least watched the highlights of that game. You better have. Uh, yeah. Commanders Commanders took it 23 to 10. Uh, what you got on that game? Um, a whole bunch of this Commanders defense is looking great like they have all year long. The game started with a pick six from uh, Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller has been one of the better 
cornerbacks in the league this season. Uh, I feel like, and he returned that one to the house. It was intended for Brandon Cooks, and he picked it for a pit sits. And then uh, all day long, um, Jerron Payne, um, Montez Sweat, uh, multiple people was either they were either getting to Davis Mills or they were getting there enough to rock him and make him make stupid decisions. Um, and the offense looked good, but they weren't able to score touchdowns when they needed to. But it didn't matter because they had a they have a great defense. And this defense is only going to get better because, uh, well, a man by the name of Chase Young just got activated <laughs> to their roster. Right, right. Yeah. That's the news from the East. Yes, it, yes, <laughs> it is. It's that I, I totally agree with you, Brandon. Their defense is what has kept them in every game. Yeah. Um, we got we got Rich as a Dallas Cowboy fan, and every week he brags on the Washington defense, that yeah. especially that defensive line because they're tough, dude. They're freaking tough, and they're yeah. only going to get better. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because a because a defensive tackle is coming back. He was activated to the to the um, to the 53 man roster, so that's pretty exciting, man. Pretty exciting yeah. if you're a Commanders fan. Yeah, cool. Rich, yeah, you got anything the, on this game? Yeah, that puts uh, Chase Young on pace to come back for the Dallas game. That's going to be nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, nice for um, nice for Washington. <laughs> yeah, nice for Washington. But yeah, and we have to play at Washington too. So uh, right. You know, good good for Chase Young to get back. You know, get back up to playing. Um, yeah, I did see where Washington officially named uh, Heineke their official starter. Yeah, yeah, so, I think that was pretty smart. Didn't we say that last yeah. week that they yeah. kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah that's an obvious call. I think you gotta Carson go with was, the hot hand, right? Yeah, you gotta yeah. Go with the hot hand. So Carson Wentz will be a, a Carolina's quarterback next year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but he won't be. Right. He probably no, won't be Washington. Right. No, so, but Heineke's been balling out, so good for him. He's if the a, league yeah. is smart, Carson Wentz will be a backup somewhere. So that's what it looks like. If the league is smart, so. but, but somebody needs a quarterback, and they always do. Yeah, right. I mean, let's not forget just back in 2015, the stupid ass Tetson paid Brock Oswalder like fucking 123 million to be their starting quarterback. Right. Exactly. That was so dumb. And then had to pay to get him off their roster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the yeah, so for you. I just right. proves to you how desperate teams are. That exactly. That's a good point, Brandon. All right. All right. Well, let's keep moving. Um, you know, most of the time, uh, Mr. McDolphin, that's me. I'm pretty damn good at at predicting games, and it seems like you know. And, and when I, I brag on a team, but I think I said last week that I expect the Giants to go in and dominate against the Lions. Well, the Giants did not do that. They got their asses whooped, thirty-one to eighteen. I'm telling you guys, the Giants did not look good on either side of the ball on in this game. The offense turned the ball over three times. The defense, check this out. The defense blitzed 16 times and still ended the game with zero sacks. <laughs> Giants playmakers, uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, they didn't have a good day. Daniel Jones is uh, 27 for 43, 27 for 44, 341 yards, one touchdown, but then he threw two interceptions. Um, he and and Daniel Jones led the team in rushing. That's how bad of a day Saquon Barkley had. Daniel Jones led the team in rushing with seven carries, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Saquon was held. Let's give props to this Detroit defense. 
that we've been we've been saying they could put up numbers, but their defense sucks. Well, they did pretty damn good this game, man. He was held for 15 carries to only 22 yards. So uh, we got to give some props to the Detroit defense, and it kind of seems like the um, the game of or the team of hard knocks is coming around, man. They're coming around and kind of looking like a complete team right now. They're on a three game winning streak, and I kind of feel sorry for you know for whoever has to deal with them next. And I think they're playing here in just uh, a few days. So yeah, right. Uh, that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, on in the Giants news, rookie Wandale Robinson had a breakout game. Uh, Wandale Robinson, Brandon, where'd he go? Where'd he go to college? Wandale Robinson, the University of Kentucky, ladies and gentlemen. Nine receptions, 100 yards, but then my boy got hurt. Yeah, uh, knee injury knocked out for the season, torn ACL. Yeah, that's terrible. He was having a, a, a great game there. And uh, yeah, it, well, it was his first breakout game. At, yeah. at yeah. some point or another, here in the next couple of weeks, we're gonna have to talk about this Giants wide receiver room, <clears> man. <throat> they, they it's, a, it's a rotating, you know, a rotating door. They have nobody, they don't have a number one. You can't call Slayton a number one. You know, Wandell Robinson was the closest they had if he was, and he's a rookie, if he had a broke out and he had a potential of being, you know, a number one or a 1B at least, they really need to sign uh, a wide receiver that might be looking for a job right after Thanksgiving. So, um, and he used yeah. to play there, by the way. So, I mean, I don't know, but but at some time we're going to have to take a look at that room. We'll do that here in the next a few episodes we're gonna have to take a look at that wide receiver room because it's it's terrible man and and you know if defenses uh pack the box like they did this week and just shut down saquon barkley you know he didn't have a good game he didn't um i think saquon barkley you need to create him to be your best slot receiver that's what you need to do is just right. start, if, if he can't run just put him on the slot you know what i'm saying so yeah find ways to get on the ball in open space. That, exactly. That would be exactly. Uh, he's your superstar. It's what you got to do. Yeah. Anybody yeah, else got anything on this game? I'll say that's a little bit surprising because the, the Lions have probably one of the worst run defenses in the league. And, uh, and they went into the giant stadium and basically shut the run game down, which is pretty, what? pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Their, their defense played better in this game than they played all, yeah. all year. So. Yeah. And offensively, I think they're, they're, uh, you know, they're a good offensive team. They yeah. Points, so. Well, I see yeah. the only thing I got to say about this game is kind of what I said to Rich. Um, or not to Rich, the Uncle Gus when I was calling the Monday night game. Um, you can really tell you can really tell that culture over there in Detroit slowly starting to turn around. Uh, I really like what Dan Campbell is doing over there with that Detroit team. Um, <clears throat> you know, but yeah, I mean, like like you guys said, it is kind of surprising to me that Saquon Barkley didn't have a good game. But, um, again, Daniel Jones did it with his legs. Like Dad was saying, he's the top rusher. But he had an awful day throwing. He threw two interceptions. So, Right. Yep. Exactly. And that's what – I mean, that's what it was. Daniel Jones just had a really bad game. And that's not normal for Daniel Jones um, this year. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, so uh, – it's not like he's doing that every game. It's he just did it this game. So um, yeah, it's a little bit different. Uh, 
now <laughs> prior years, you know, because yeah. the last couple of years it was a normal. And thing. that's what I'm yeah. saying. Let's hope so. that he doesn't slip back into that. Right, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let's keep moving the well, well, real quick, I want to add a couple of things. Um oh, okay, uh, go ahead. Just real quick. Uh the Giants have lost two out of three now. So they may be coming down to earth, especially with some wide receiver problems that are catching up to them a little bit. Um, but on a side note, I was watching a I was on YouTube and went down a rabbit hole. I was watching um, uh, old Hard Knocks episodes from the early 2010s. I think this one was maybe about 2012 or so. Uh, it was the Miami Dolphins uh, Hard Knocks from back yeah, in the day. And I'm watching it, and uh, there's Dan Campbell. Yeah. Tight ends yeah. coach for the Miami Dolphins. He was the tight ends coach, and he became the interim head coach because uh, the head coach got fired. Yeah. He became interim head coach. Yeah, so uh, he's been on everything. Dan Campbell's badass. I love Dan. <laughs> he he's been everywhere. He's he's a good coach. I like him. Yeah, I love yeah, him. He, and a coach for Cowboys as well. He's our defensive. He's our <laughs> linebacker coach. Right. I think at one point. Exactly. And I, I totally agree with you about the Giants' schedule. And um, that, that's a good time to plug that next week, next Thursday, y'all, is our December preview. We're going to be taking a look at the December schedule of every team in the NFL East. Um, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if you looked at the Giants' schedule, Rich, for the month of December, but it is brutal. They yeah. play rough, really good teams every week. I don't they have Philly them. twice in December. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's rough. Yeah, it is rough. The rest of their schedule, um, it get down the stretch is pretty rough, but all right. Well, let's keep it moving. We got the Browns, Bills, uh, Bills. This game got moved to Detroit and the Bills pulled it off 31 to 23. Rich, what you got on this game? Uh, Amari, Amari Cooper had a, an amazing touchdown catch in this game he would, early. He would on. look really good on Dallas right now. He would. I don't know why, uh, but we got a six round pick for Just him. Saying. So we're good. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, <laughs> not not going to get over that one, Jerry Jones. What are you doing? Um, uh, yeah, uh, but the Bills are just too strong for the Browns, I think, overall. Although, um, uh, tr- uh, Brisket, Brisket, Jacoby Brisket, mm-hmm. Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he's had a good year. His numbers are not terrible at all, um, but just not enough firepower to keep up with the Bills. Uh, uh, Josh Allen was 18 for 27, 197 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, not a stellar game from him. Um, and they just kind of, just kind of, uh, pulled away there in, in the second half. So it wasn't a super competitive game, but, um, um, I don't know. Josh Allen's back or the bills are even back, but th- they survive a week. Right. The, the main take that I have from this game was, I would have picked the Browns to win this game if they would have played in uh, Buffalo. If they would have played in Buffalo in the snow, it would have came down to the stronger running game, and the Browns would have won. The Browns would have won because all they would have done was run the ball. You know what I'm saying? Just keep I, running the ball. You're not you going to throw the ball to wide Chubb receivers. didn't have and, a good running game, though, that day. Yeah, well, he would have in the snow. That's my whole point. Well, yeah, in the snow, maybe, yeah. In the snow, he would have. Once they moved it to, to Detroit, I was like, oh, never mind. Bill's uh, by 20. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's yeah. what that's what I was thinking. So that's a good point, Josh, because the Bills look like they're built for turf. Yeah, you know? they're built for turf, and they play they play in cold weather. That's and they fun. play on a cold weather outdoor stadium. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> could be a. Yeah, I, I, I think in bad weather. I mean, New England proved it last year. You know what I'm saying? Um, in, in, in I I kind of hope Miami's gonna face them here 
in, you know, in a few weeks, a month or so, um, in about four games. And I kind of hope it's bad weather. I mean, Tua, Tua might not be able to play in it either, but Miami's got an game. We'll just run the ball a lot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, you yeah. know, I mean, get, shit, we'll, we'll line Tyreek Hill up as a running back and have him coming out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm sure that linebackers like to get some hit, hits on him. That's for sure. <laughs> well, he, he's taking the edge. He's going around the edge. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, some reverses or something. Right, exactly. So, but yeah, no, I, I just thought once they moved the game, I thought it was kind of unfair. You know what I'm saying? Because of a good bad weather game, I think the Browns would have had a decent shot. So, yeah, that's the only thing I got out of that game. Brandon, you watch that game at all? Uh, yeah, I seen the highlights on it. And uh, the only thing I got from out of all of that is that we got robbed of our first no game of the year. Come on, know, bro. What are so you doing? Cool. Play the damn game so in Buffalo. Cool. I know, right? I mean, I we lit as NFL fans. What more do you live for outside of playoffs, Super Bowl, and snow games? You know what oh. I'm saying? Like, you live yeah. for those snow games, and we got robbed of one. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's, that. a great, that's a great segment because one of the things I live for when in watching football, what I want is a defensive slugger not game. I want a game where my defense is better than your defense. And it's just back and forth. And that's what we had with the Jets Patriots, man. Jets Patriots, um, it was not the Patriots offense that pulled this win out. It was the Patriots special teams that came up with a touchdown in the last minutes of the game to win 10 to 3 in Foxborough. Brandon, tell me about this game. What do you got? All right. First and foremost, I have got to start with something hilarious. All right. All right. So uh Matt Jones throws it over the middle to Tyquan Thornton. Sauce Gardner comes over, punches it out, right? Sauce Gardner is running down the field. Defensive rookie of the year, right? We already gave him that. He's running down the field with the ball. Our sit our first round pick in this year's draft, supposed to go in the sixth round, comes chasing the defensive player of the year down the field, punches the ball out at the one-yard line. And we regained possession of the ball. How awesome is that? An offensive yeah. lineman punched the ball out of Sauce Gardner's hands. I, I just thought that was awesome. Yeah. I had to start with that. Um, but anyways, yeah, like you said, Dad, uh, this was a defensive game that both defenses came up to play. Um, you know, I mean, by far, Matt Jones had uh, the better game. And uh, – then, then Zach Wilson and uh, Zach Wilson, I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry to tell you, buddy, but uh, you are the reason why your team lost the game. Uh, that's coming nine. up. That's coming he up. He doesn't think so. That's coming up in news from the East. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, yeah, he had a pretty bad game. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I know that you and Rich are mad about the way it ended, but uh, me being a New England fan, I'm happy about it. Oh, I'm sure you are. Hell yeah. Special Hell yeah. team. Yard touchdown return to win the game. No, I'm, not, uh, so. I'm not upset. I like how it ended. Uh, special teams is a part of the game. So exactly, yeah. they, this was a great game to remind you that there are three different uh, parts to a football game. There's not yep. just offense and defense. There is a special mm -hmm. teams, and special teams makes difference sometimes. And when two defenses are locked like this, they play just as good as each other. There was ten sacks, ten total sacks in this game. Six for the Jets four for the Patriots. 
It was a lock, dude. It was a lock. You had a Bill Belichick defense up against probably the best up and coming defense than there is. And they have defensive rookie of the year. Um, Yeah, I I totally, I'm not mad. I I wanted it to end where, where Mac Jones or Zach Wilson could have made a play on the defense. And then we could have said, oh, see, that defense slipped up at the end and allowed that to happen. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and but it wasn't. There I mean in my opinion, the two defenses are still playing. They're in stalemate. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean they're still playing because it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't them that that get that lost that game. Um well, the biggest that, thing um, I go ahead. Real quick, uh I, I have a fun fact for everyone. Um right now uh, I saw this on Twitter right now. Uh, as you guys know, uh, Matthew Judon did get another sack in this game. Um, so right now Beast. he has 1.5 sats per game. He sats a, a quarterback at least one time every game. That he is, is on he is on pace to have 22 sats at the end of the season. And that if he gets that, that will break the record that's being held by a New England Patriots since 1984, and he only had 18 sacks in a season. If Matthew Judon gets one sack per game for the rest of the year, he'll end with 22 sacks at the end of the season. Yeah, he's a bad man, and if he breaks that record, he definitely deserves it. He's having a yeah. hell of a year. Yeah, um, so, yeah those are crazy yeah. numbers. Yeah, crazy give him all, give him all his props. Uh, Judon is a straight beast. <laughs> so um, give him all his props. Uh, and you can't brag on neither one of these defenses enough. I, I mean, I can't. I, I think they're both amazing. Yeah, they're um, certainly the future of the AFC East. I think yeah, the, the, the two well, defensive sides of the team there, the Jets. They're and definitely the, the defensive. Yeah, they're defensive yeah. futures. But here's my problem, <laughs> and my biggest takeaway from the game had nothing to do with defenses. Because here's my biggest defense. Mac Jones went 23 for 27, 246 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Zach Wilson went nine for 22. 77 yards, 77 total yards for Zach Wilson. Here you go, you guys. The New York Jets averaged 2.7 inches of (laughs) offense per play during the second half of the loss to the Patriots. This is literally how far. See, this is why you all need to be on YouTube and watching us right now because I have a ruler pulled up on the screen with two and a half inches. That's how far they moved the ball. Hey, hey, dad, 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 but you want to know the funny part? It's not Zach Wilson's fault that he lost the game. Yeah, whatever, whatever. (laughs) Anyways, my take was uh, Zach Wilson went nine for 22s, 77 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Oh, Dad, Moved did you also a little... see that pass where he overthrew Bradston Berrios, not even two feet away from him? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I did. And the th- the main thing I took away from this game is I don't know what either team should do at quarterback moving forward. <clears throat> I don't have no idea. I really don't. I'm confused. I mean, you're, of course, you're going to let Mac Jones finish the year, but is yeah. he the answer long term? You, I don't know. You don't know that right now if you're New England. Zach Wilson, can he even finish the season? You know what I'm saying? You, uh, does you Zach Wilson love football? That's a question. Does, does, does right. Zach Wilson love football? Because right. you're not going to be yeah. an NFL quarterback for too long if you don't. That's pretty scary. But, they, yeah, that's what – oh, what's up, buddy? What's on your head? Uh, <laughs> once again, see if you guys were on YouTube, 
watching this live, you would see my grandson in the background. Well, both my grandsons in the background. That's my daughter in the background. Hi, Ashley. Love you. Dad said hi, and then he loves you. All right, cool. I love you too. All right, cool. All right, well, let's keep moving. Uh, that's all. I, that's what I got from the game, and it was pretty scary. We are going to have uh, where Robert Sala refused to, um, you know, say who's starting this week. We're going to be talking about that news from the East. Let's go ahead and leave that Zach Wilson discussion. But uh, Mac Jones, man, we're going to be talking about him too in our uh, Thanksgiving Day preview. So um, there you go. We will carry on that conversation. Anybody else have anything else about this Great defensive game. That's all I'm saying. I, I did watch the highlights for that. It, believe it or not, it was 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. for that game. But yeah. uh yeah, and, and it was all defenses, all incomplete passes. <laughs> sure yeah. Was. Yeah. Sure was, that kind of thing. But yeah, a beautiful special and uh, special teams played in the game. Yep. Yep. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I yeah, I, it kind of makes sense. I was mad at first. Brandon is right, but then I kind of thought about it. I couldn't expect either one of those offenses to win the game. So it yeah. kind of makes sense that somebody has to win it. Might as well either be the defense or special team. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, those wrap up our one o'clock games. We did have a Sunday 425 PM. One of the, the biggest highlighted game Two uh, winning teams two um, teams that are making a push for the playoffs in the NFC Cowboys Vikings is of course what I'm talking about. And Cowboys put up a, 40 burger what what happened here Rich? they did they blew out they blew the doors off of minnesota killed their will to play if you will <laughs> um, so they stopped some streaks the vikings were on a seven game winning streak and and got um got blown out also um kirk cousins was on a streak of 39 games with a touchdown that streak got broken so uh right that that's an interesting tidbit there but um uh so this was clearly a blowout and I, I would say like um, blowouts are a sort of an anomaly. Like if you get, if your team gets blown out or you blow out somebody else, that doesn't really mean anything outside of that one game. Right. Because uh, Minnesota can come back and have a great game next time or Dallas can, you know, lose their next game. So it doesn't really mean anything outside of the game, even though uh, Dallas being the first team this year, or well, actually uh, the first team besides Kansas City to to um, s- score a 40, 40 burger, right? Uh, so Dallas has uh, uh, got two of them this year. They also have the the uh, season high in points, which is forty nine. Dallas does. So um, uh, a great game by Dallas all the way around. Dak Prescott was twenty two of twenty five. That's eighty eight percent accuracy. 276 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Tony Pollard was bananas. Uh, even Zeke had everybody had a great game for the Cowboys. Um, the defense had seven sacks, uh, um, two of them by uh, uh, Micah Parsons, uh, and, and only allowed 3.4 yards per play, not per carry, per play. Right, point four yards, pretty amazing. Yeah, and we talked about this in the uh, the preview of this game. Um, unlike Green Bay, I didn't think that Minnesota would stick to the running game, even though they have good running backs. Um, they couldn't. They couldn't stick to the running game. They they wanted to throw, even though their offensive line uh, they lost their left tackle early in the game, and uh, uh, they were 
Dallas was feasting. <laughs> the the right. D line for Dallas was just feasting on Kirk Cousins. He was, uh, if he wasn't seeing ghosts, I don't know what to say. Um, right. right. But uh, so a great game from Dallas offensively, defensively. Um, uh, Dak Prescott's best game of the year so far. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's like he said he's been playing fine since he's got came back from his injury, but um, he's been getting a little bit better. And he really he, he had a great game. Uh, Kellen Moore, the coaches. Um, played a great uh, played a great game as well. It was probably one of the best offensive uh, play calling games of the season for the Cowboys as well. Right. Um, defensively, they put Micah on the on the edge. He needs to play there. He's just such. I a, predicted that. I yeah, predicted he, that. He just impacts the game. So it's harder to this makes so much sense. Yeah, it's harder Disrupt to the quarterback in a throwing NFL. Right. Although there's a point, and we can talk about this later sometime. The NFL has kind of switched to a running league. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah it, has. That. it really yeah, has. It's it, it, it's really, really becoming a a a run, uh, run league more so than right. passing even. But um, uh, I want to say something about Trayvon Diggs because we had talked about that in the preview. Um, Trayvon Diggs is a beast. I mean, um, this is Justin Jefferson's. This is Justin Justin Jefferson's had three catches for thirty three yards, no touchdowns. Right. I mean, just blanketed by Trayvon Diggs. And Diggs doesn't usually travel. He usually just stays on the left side. Um, but he did travel in this game because um, A.J. Brown kind of a little bit banged up. He No, what he did was he he listened to our preview, and I was talking shit about him. Um, yeah. Because and that, that one of the downfalls he has, he can only play one side. He's right. that kind of – so he was well, like, you know, well, he, he heard me what I was saying and and, and balled out. Is what happened. He did. But check out I, – I, I got some numbers for Diggs uh, for the season. This is who he's placed, played this year, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, two catches, 14 yards. Uh, Terry McCollin, one catch, six yards. A.J. Brown, one catch, 11 yards. Uh, Diggs is a shutdown corner. That's pretty uh, awesome. He, he's, 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 he's having an all-pro year. He's – yeah. He had a lot to do with, uh, well, actually, he did have a lot to do with the Cowboys' defensive playing on on Sunday, but also um, uh, that that D line was just all over Kirk Cousins. He had he had no time to throw there. Yeah, no time at all. No time so, at all. It was that D line and Parsons coming off the edge. I mean, it was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, they were. The, the team was on all cylinders. Hopefully, they can. This is a. a, a moving up a tier for them, I think, as a team, to moving into the top echelon of teams, going from like six to seven in the power rankings to three and four. Right. I, well, I got a few points about the game. Parsons, this is this is one thing I got from the game. Check this out. Parsons is a beast. You ready? Oh, NFL boy Brandon is back. All right. Uh, okay, Parsons. I'm going to have to join through my phone. Sorry to interrupt you, Dad, but I have to join through my phone because every time I try to go on Google on my uh, computer, it said something about someone might be hacking my Google account. Like, okay. I don't understand what it means by that, but okay. All right, you're fine. You're fine. I know we lost you. Good to have you back. Parsons is a beast. Four <laughs> tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble, five QB hits. Then he gets hurt. His knees hurt late in the third. He goes in the medical tent, comes back out, and continues to play through injuries, shutting people down. What the hell? This dude is a this dude's amazing, man. This he dude. is amazing. Uh, and dude. he's going for that sack record too. He's not going to let the guy from New England get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah I mean, he could. He could. He's be, like he they. Could. They've got a backup left tackle there. I'm going in the game. 
Right, exactly. Um, And then the other thing, there's no way that we could recap this game and not talk about the man who had a ball-out game, the best running back of the Dallas Cowboys, Tony Pollard, dude. Tony Pollard. Uh, He's a a beast, 15 carries, 80 yards, okay? Six receptions, another 109 yards, two touchdowns. Come on, man. He's by far the best running back in Dallas, right? Right? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but, uh, I will say, uh, I, I wish I would have, I should have wrote some stats down for Pollard's last three games. He is balling out. He's really, right. no, he, he really is. Yeah. He, he's really, uh, putting himself as a top 10 running back in the league, I think. Right. Um, but you know, uh, him and Zeke, they work differently. Like Zeke is a power runner. He's the guy that likes to go in between the tackles and do some damage, even though yeah, he doesn't yeah. get he doesn't get the right, right there on the right there in the red zone. You'll give him to run in the end zone. You know, yeah, get, and you can see that it three in, yards in this game. You can see they they wanted to get Pollard that touchdown there, but he just couldn't get it in between the tackles. So they like bring Zeke back in, and and right. he's just going to bulldoze over people. Uh, but it makes it if they use it properly, which they've seemed to have really figured it out. Dallas has. Um, it's an effective combination. It's a it's yeah. a brutal combo. They're, they're a great one-two punch. It I, is. I, I, I kind of make fun when I call him the best running back because Jerry Jones, you know, he tries to justify the money and and wants to say Zeke is the best. And, and Zeke's the starter. He started on Sunday as well. Yeah, it, Zeke shouldn't be the starter. Is all I'm <laughs> saying. He should be the complimentary back that you give in you give in short yardage down plays. You know, in yeah. the red zone. Um, or a short yardage third down play. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> well, and, and one thing, one thing that Zeke does a lot better than Pollard by a, a mile, and he does it better than anybody, any running back in the league, is he's a good pass blocker. Zeke, yeah. Zeke will. Zeke put, has a great box. Yes. Yeah, he yes, will. He will protect Dak back there. So, and he's uh, a tough mother. He's a tough mother. He so, is. He's, he's uh, a he's a bulldog. Um, and the, but yeah, this is a the bad part about all that is this is probably the last year we're going to see probably, maybe even both those players. Tony Pollard's the free agent at the, at the end of the year. He's in the last year of his contract. You can't and, lose both of them. You and, can lose and, one or get rid well, of Zeke. Keep somebody's going to pay Pollard because he's balling out. So yeah. if Dallas pays him, they're going to have to pay a lot of them. And uh, Zeke is probably going to get cut because his contract's just enormous. And uh, and they can cut him next year without any salary cap ramifications. Right. Uh, I want to talk about one more thing in this game. And that's, the, Go that's ahead. the referees. And that was that the um, the field goal, which, by the way, um, uh, uh, Mahar, Brett Mahar. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Four for four. One of yeah. them was for 60 yards. Right. Well, two of them for, for 60 yards because of the way the, the refs played this. So it, Dallas got within field goal range, barely, on a third down play, right? And it was this, a catch by CeeDee Lamb. I mean, it was, it was close. I mean, you looked at it, it looks like maybe it was a catch, maybe it wasn't. Uh, so that, after that third down play, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, after that third down play, Dallas took a timeout, right? right? They took it, they literally took it. It was a 30 second timeout, but still, they took a timeout. They get their special teams on the field for the fourth down uh, field goal kick, kick the field goal. The, the referees under the field goal. Call it good, and it was a little bit close, honestly. But um, right. they they changed the scoreboard, and then the refs say, "Oh yeah, we want to go back and look at that previous third down play to see if it was legit." Right, right. You can't do that after you uh, after the plays. The next plays after the plays done, over, you can't. That's it. Yeah. You can't go back yeah. in time. But they did. 
And they said, hey, we're going to go and look back and see if that third down catch by CeeDee Lamb was good. That's fine. So they're under two minutes, so the teams can't really challenge it. That's not the rule. The NFL has to challenge it. The refs do. Um, So they they basically reviewed it and said, oh, yeah, that's a good catch. But now we got to do fourth down again. So go kick your 60-yarder again, which, you know, that's a low percentage uh, field goal for anybody. Right, Uh, exactly. Yeah, of course, uh, Brett Maher just nailed it even better. So, uh, and that, you know, that put the score up 23 to 20, I guess, or 23 to three at that point. Uh, But, you know, uh, had he missed that field goal on the second time, it's just unacceptable. Y'all would have been whining, dude. Y'all would have been And rightfully so. Like, you, you can't. All right, so answer this question. We got a question in the comments. Uh, Gus asked, ask Rich what he said at the start of the season about Dallas kickers when you get to it. What did you say about Dallas kickers? At the well, I, I think what Gus is talking about, and I might, maybe I was talking about something else, but uh, Brett Maher is known for kicking long field goals, but he can't make extra points. If it's, right. in the, <laughs> if it's inside the 30, he's going to miss it. He just chips it off and it, it swings right. right or left. But uh, if it's a long field goal, he's got to – He's got a great leg that, and he's he's more accurate from outside of fifty, right? Unless said, unless he stubs his toe. <laughs> well, well, he's been he's having a great year since Dallas resigned him. I was kind of hesitant on that, but uh, he's he's just been balling out for the Cowboys, yeah. I, um, and he's been way more consistent than I ever thought he, he was the last time he was with us, and so right. So if you're listening to this podcast and it feels like there's an inside joke, um, guess what? You're right. It's because you're listening to the podcast, not watching the podcast on YouTube like you're supposed to be. We have stuff flying up on the screen, comments from people uh, in the you know that are watching us live on YouTube. Uh, come on, what you got to do is we we uh, turn on the notifications and you'll know anytime we go live. Get there on YouTube. Be a part of the podcast. Um, throw in some, uh, you know, get in the chat and uh, talk it up. So, all right, guys, that wraps up uh, week 11. Or do we got week 11 in the books? I think that's it. That's all. Yeah, of I believe so. That is uh, I mean, the only thing left is that ass beating down there in damn Mexico City that happened last night. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't have nothing to Shame do with point. the uh, NFL East. And um, yeah, I can no. I can rightfully say that uh, – I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it didn't. Yeah. That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell's Cody But the, the only thing I want to say to you too, the only thing I want to ask you too, real quick. I know it has nothing to do with the NFL East podcast, but how much longer is Cliff Kingsbury really going to have his job oh, here? He's on he the has hot, a great seat, team. I would think. He has a great team, and he still loses major. Can't coach. Who can't? Coach. <laughs> no, yeah. no, not at all. He can't coach. He uh, can't coach, and he's an offensive coach. He can't call plays. I mean, yeah. I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? I don't like his offense at all. Um, I'm not a Cliff Kingsbury fan at all. I think he's on the hot seat. I think he's probably he should be gone after this year. But they just gave him a big contract. They extended his contract. You know, out five years. So him and the GM. I don't see why they did that, but. Um, yeah. Everybody, everybody in Arizona got paid. You know, the quarterback, coach, and GM. So I don't have no idea. Yep, and they're doo doo. <laughs> yeah, they are doo doo. All right, let's go ahead and uh, switch gears. We got a little bit of news from the East, and then we are going to kick off our Thanksgiving <clears throat> Day preview. So let's do it. News from the East. 
right, we don't have a whole lot. Whoa. We don't have a whole lot of news from the East. Uh, well, we do, but we kind of already talked about it. Defensive tackle Chase Young was added to the active roster. NFL boy Brandon already brought that up earlier. That's amazing. Very good defensive line. Only makes this defensive line scarier. Going to be amazing. Rondale, uh, wide for the jo- uh, Giants. Uh, wide receiver Rondale Robinson is out for the season. Torn ACL. Sad as hell for a team that does not have a very good wide receiver room already. Um, they need to get them some OBJ. So that's all I'm saying. You need some major help in that room and a true number one. The big thing and news from the East, Coach Sala in a press conference a couple days ago, he refused to commit. He would not commit to Zach Wilson as the starter for week 12. And then, of course, there's the whole drama of him saying it's not his fault. Players roll eye rolling and kind of <clears throat> drama going on in the locker room. And then uh, but the big point for me was Sala um, not committing to, to Zach Wilson in week 12. And honestly, well, I don't think you should start in week 12. What do you got? Yeah, no, I, I don't either. And uh, I, I just wanted to recap and, and get to how we got here. Right. So, um, uh, Quentin Williams came out in a press conference and said that ever since uh, Zach Wilson has come out and said in, con- in uh, the press conference after the game, uh, Zach Wilson came out after the game in a press conference and said that he feels like it wasn't his fault that they lost that game to us. Um, and Quentin Williams said ever since he made those comments, he hasn't talked to the team at all. Well, then Robert, uh, Robert, whatever the hell his last name is, however the Sala. hell you pronounce it. Yeah, Robert yeah. Sala, uh, Bob was, Sala. Asked, <laughs> was asked uh, in a press conference how he felt about his offense in that second half of the game. And he said they were just dog shit. That's what he said. And then uh, now he's come out and just said that he's not committing to Zach Wilson. And I feel like he shouldn't commit to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson you can clearly say that Zach Wilson is probably by far the worst quarterback that came out of the quarterback uh, draft class in 2021. So, um, you know, I, I don't see why you would commit to that guy either. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Joe Flacco is okay, but if it's me. Joe Flacco would have won that New England game. If, you, if they would have put him in there with five minutes left, he would have got it down the field. I guarantee you. I, I don't know. I, I think I think the I think I really the think dude that. that we uh seen out out there in preseason is uh, white. really good. White Mike, Mike White. White. No, 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 not Mike, Mike White. White, the other guy, the, oh, the, the four rookie. stringer. He's down yeah. on the, he's on a practice squad, yeah. He he um, was I can't remember good. his name. Practice squad. Man, if they yeah, bring a practice squad player to replace Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sad. <laughs> uh, Mike White's good, but I, I mean, I would have went with Flacco. I would have put Flacco in the New England game. Once, I mean, when he couldn't even get 77, I mean, he had 77 yards total. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't move the ball in the fourth quarter. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's still a 3-3 tie ball game. I'm putting Flacco in to give my offense a little bit of a boost and see if he can get it down the field. Worst thing he's going to do is throw an interception and you're going to lose the game. Guess what? You lost the game anyway. You know what I'm saying? I would have I, I would have had to. You know, at least Mac Jones was moving the ball. 
At least yeah. he was moving it. Zach Wilson wasn't even moving it. It was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, I would have gave my offense a little bit of life and put Flacco in there. Flacco's experienced. Flacco's been up against a Belichick defense before. You know what I'm saying? He he could have just been really smart with the ball and and made that defense move back a little bit, threw over their head a couple times, made them scoop back a little bit, and you probably would have had more success running the ball. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but you need somebody like Flacco or somebody more experienced in there if you plan on winning any games. The thing is, is this. Here's my thing, and this is all I'm going to say about it. The Jets' defense is so good. All you need is a mediocre quarterback, a quarterback that will not lose the game for you, won't turn the ball over, and he can get it down the field. You know, that's all you need. All you need is a good middle-of-the-road quarterback. That's all you need. With a defense that good, because they will stop the other team. They will get you the ball back, and you just need a good mediocre defense to complement or a a mediocre quarterback to complement that extremely top three defense. That's really all you need. And guess what? Joe Flacco is a mediocre quarterback. There you go. And that's that's what I was saying on my live stream as well, Dad. Um, I was saying that with them having that great of a defense, all they need is just a – you know, not overly great quarterback. They just need an okay quarterback. And who knows how far the Jets could go. Uh, but on the other side, Matt Jones, I, I think he looks good. He he only had four incompletions, almost 300 yards against one of the best defenses in all of the National Football League. Yeah, he didn't have any touchdowns or in, interceptions. But at the same time, you see the growth starting to slowly grow back into Matt Jones. He, he's starting to look better and better each game than he did you, before. I totally agree. And you just don't see that in Zach Wilson. Yeah. You don't, yeah. but you see stuff in Zach Wilson. You don't see a Mac Jones like Mac Jones. If Mac Jones had the ability to escape the pocket when yeah. it was crushing down on him, And if, if he had that and he could extend yeah. a play, well, guess what? Zach can do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Zach just can't throw the ball two yards down the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what he can do accurately. Um, and so he's just, I mean, Mac just has a, Mac is very smart, very intelligent. He can read the defenses. Those ain't his problems. And I think honestly, the only reason why Mac Jones is having a bad season is because of the switching of the, the offense. He's running yeah. a different offense and he doesn't have an offensive coordinator <clears throat> that's got his back and doesn't help take him to the next level, which he had last year. So, but Zach, Zach Wilson don't have an excuse. Zach Wilson just is terrible. So, yeah, I kind of agree with everything you were saying, Josh. I, it's not, if you look at Zach Wilson, you can see the physical traits that he has. He has a, right. a you know, yeah. a he has the escapability. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just um, can't throw the damn ball. Right, but he doesn't look like he's. Uh, yeah, uh, he he doesn't look like um like he's in, as invested in the team as a quarterback needs to be. Um, right. Maybe, that's and that, right. maybe that's why they're hedging on whether he's going to be the starter next week. Uh, right, because you're you're costing him games now. Maybe Zach Wilson's will be a starter next year. Maybe right. maybe go ahead and bitch him this year and let him, you know, learn his craft a little bit more. So, but I I, I don't I don't necessarily hate Zach Wilson nor, uh, but it takes a lot to be a quarterback in the NFL. And I don't I just I kind of question you know how much uh, how much effort he's going to put into that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very true. I mean, well, the the thing is with Mac, it's something that you don't see within Zach Wilson. Yeah, Mac has all the mechanics to be a franchise quarterback. 
He just needs to start learning how to escape the pocket more. He needs to learn how to convert on third downs, and he needs to learn how to drive it into the end zone when we're in the red zone. And, uh, you know, like that said, maybe all that hasn't got to him yet because of the switching of of the offense. You know, last year's offense was the same offense that they called at Alabama. So he's always been used to that. Now they, they're like, oh, okay, it's your second year in the league. Here's a new playbook. Learn the shit and get out there. So, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes it challenging. I, I don't know. The biggest thing to me is Jones wishes he was a Mac daddy. And of course, Zach is definitely a MILF daddy. So there you go. There you go. What the hell? And there you go. All right, everybody. Uh, we're getting ready to switch off to games of the week. But before we do, we're getting ready to do our Thanksgiving Day preview. But before we do, I thought it'd be fun. How about let's do a little QB ranking? Let's rank the Thanksgiving Day quarterbacks. So what we need to do, here's a little game, guys. We're not spending a whole lot of time on this. I need you all to fly through it. But like any preview, of course, this is NFL East podcast. It has to be unanimous. We have to agree. So if you really think somewhere needs somebody needs to be somewhere, you better argue your point. If not, you're going to get ran over. All right. So the the quarterbacks playing on Thanksgiving Day. The reason why we're doing this and making such a big deal out of this, everybody, is because. There is a lot of NFL East teams playing on Thanksgiving Day. Every game has one of our teams. So that's the whole reason why we're making a big deal out of Thanksgiving. So there you go. Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff. We have to rank these guys one to six. We are going to stick to only the play thus far this season. We're not looking at past seasons. We're saying right now, Who's the hotter hand? Who would you want? Um, who would you, yeah, who would you want? Um, as your quarterback, two minutes down, tie ball game, you have the chance to win the game. Uh, one timeout. Who do you want? That's your number one. Whoever you pick for that, it has to be your number one. Who would you want? Well, for this moment, I would say Dak, but for the year, it's going to be Josh Allen, probably. That's my number yeah, one. I agree. But Dak's balling right now, and he's just coming off a, uh, you know, definitely his best game of the season. Uh, but Kirk Cousins is been... coming off the best season that he's ever had. Um, and and Dak Prescott, we we are basing it on this season, and Dak Prescott got hurt this season, was out. For yeah, he missed five games this year, that, so. and his first game was terrible. So right. that, that's. So I, I think we have to put Josh Allen first, right? Yeah. I was arguing. I'm arguing spot two. Is it Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? That's kind of, or maybe even Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is balled out this year. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. All right. Do well, we I'm have Josh say, Allen? Is that unanimous? Josh Allen is. Yeah, one. we'll go Josh Allen. Yeah, one. Josh Allen's my one too. All right. Cool. That'll work. Number two. Yeah, it's going to be Dak for sure, because uh, he can win a prime time game. <clears throat> Kirk Cousins cannot. <laughs> That's very true. So very true. Uh, number two. Number two. Uh, I kind of do want to go Dak, but he was out for a handful of weeks. Um, he was out, and Kirk Cousins was winning games. So yeah, just saying. Uh, I would say Kirk Cousins can't win a prime game. game. Yeah, he can't win a prime time game, and the two the two losses he's looked terrible in. All right, all right. You know what? You know what? This is gonna be my first. This is gonna be my first controversial call, but I think I'm going Jared Goff at two. 
Jared Goff has had a great season. But we Detroit, I know Detroit's not at the record of what we think, but if you look at Jared Goff's stats all the way through, he's been a really good quarterback. Yeah, he's been um, he's been pretty good. He's, he's been, been throwing good. a um, bunch of touchdowns, a bunch Cousins of yards. Been better than Jared Goff. So. All right, so my choice is to go with Brant or to go with Rich at Dak Prescott or Brandon at Jared Goff. I have to go Dak Prescott. So we got Josh Allen one, Dak Prescott two, number three. Are you going to keep arguing for Jared Goff to fall to number three then, Brandon? What did you say? Who are you picking at three, Jared Goff, since you wanted him at two? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Jared Goff has to be somewhere in the top three. You're trying to say he's played better in Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones? Well, yeah, because if you look at if you look at Jared Goff's stats in almost every single game he's played in, he's had almost 400 yards, maybe even more, and he's had like three or four touchdowns each game. Right, exactly, but but he has just as many uh, interceptions. It's the problem, no. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has n- hasn't thrown very many interceptions near uh, Kirk Cousins. And not only that, Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins are winning games. Jared Goff is just now on a on a three-game winning streak. Yeah, because if you look at it, he has a shittier defense than both of them teams. And he has nobody at wide receiver on his damn team. Okay, I pick Kirk Cousins as number three. Who do you got, Rich? All right, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins here. We'll knock Jared Goff down at least one more. I'm knocking him down by under Daniel Jones. I guarantee you. I'll argue this one. Four, I'm definitely taking Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is, I think they're getting ready to hit. That, that's, um, crazy. Really that's crazy. Rough. When Detroit beats Buffalo on Thanksgiving Day, my prediction, uh, which you guys will see coming up. I hope uh, they don't, do. don't get I hope they do. Don't get mad when I told you that Jared Goff was a good quarterback. Y'all want to be over here knocking his ass. All right, Rich, you got to call it. You got Daniel Jones or Jared Goff for number four. Oh, man, that's – that's. I got to go that's Daniel fair. Jones. I, I'll go I Daniel Jones. Even. Right, we'll knock right, Jared Goff Daniel out Jones. one more. Jared Goff easily falls into number five unless somebody wants to try to argue that Mac Jones is better. Yeah. And I don't think we can do that. Yeah, Daniel Jones had a five-game winning streak, so that won't right. be. Right, exactly. Okay, right, there you go. We got Josh Allen, number one, Dak Prescott, number two, Kirk Cousins. Kurt Cousins, yeah, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Mac Jones. Is that right? Did yep. I say that right? Yeah. All right. There, there are, there is your top six. We had to uh, rank your Thanksgiving Day quarterbacks. There you go. Um, Although when Matt know, goes I, off this week and has a handful of touchdowns, uh, we're going to be seeing that change. Maybe first. I feel like first it was Jared all Goff. Now back Mac having Jones. good seasons. Oh my god! Let's. Uh, hey, let's listen. I I thing. got Jared Goff having a great game and Matt Jones. All right. All right. Next up is uh, games of the week. You know what we do on games of the week? We break down um, each game and we predict. Uh, we take our pick on who we think we're they're going to win and why. Um, so we're getting ready for games of the week, Thanksgiving Day edition all right fellas let's just run them down the board let's start with the first game 12 30 p.m bills 
Lions. Who you got, Rich? Boy, this could be an upset. Um, but I'm going to say the Bills. <laughs> I, but it could be an upset. This could be an upset, but... Uh, Three-game winning uh, streak there is kind of... But I don't know. Brandon, what do you got? Uh, I'm taking the Lions in the outset. I think uh, they, they just came off of the game against the Giants, and they're like, fuck you, Bills. You're 7-3 seven and, th- and three or whatever. Uh, we just beat the 8-2 and two, uh, New York Giants. We're going to knock you off on Thanksgiving Day That's and eat cool. us some turkey. So, All right. you know. All I right. got the Lions. All righty. Um, I like that prediction. I am not going with that prediction, but I hope you're right, Brandon, but I am going to pick the Bills. 4.30 p.m., Giants, Cowboys, <clears throat> in Dallas. Holy crap. What you got, Rich? Uh, the winner of this game will get Odell Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Odell that's Beckham sweep. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> whoever wins, that's where he's. That's the team he's picking because I guess it's coming down to those two. That's what it looks like. Um, right. unless we get a su- surprise team coming up there. Um, I-, I did hear today that there's a lot of Dallas defenders that are sick with the cold. They have, they're not calling it COVID, but they are calling it some kind of flu or bug or something. So I'm a little concerned about that, but, uh, um, uh, I also feel like, uh, the Cowboys are kind of rolling. This is a, this will be the, uh, the first game for the Giants. That'll be their rematch game i think the same for dallas as well first time they played played each other a second time although dak didn't play in the first game so that's a little bit different but um i i look for the cowboys to continue rolling although they've been doing terrible on thanksgiving they've lost four thanksgiving games in a row the cowboys have so uh and the giants rarely play on thanksgiving but i think the the injuries with the giants and the cowboys coming off a big win i think they'll want to keep that momentum going um, and offensively, they're going to be healthy. So I look for a uh, a high-scoring game from Dallas, and that'll probably win it. Okay. There you go. Uh, what do you got, Brandon? Who do you got in this uh, game? Uh, I think Saquon Barkley gets on track. I'm with that being saying. I'm taking the Giants to win this game. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Saquon Barkley gets back on track, and he's going to have a pretty big game in this game. I'm hoping Daniel Jones does as well because he's going to be my damn fantasy quarterback again this week. Uh, But, yeah, um, I got the G-Man winning this. I do think it's going to be close, like Rich said, uh, but I got the G-Man pulling it out. That's awesome. Um, So do I. Dallas Dallas is terrible on run defense, and that's the Giants' strength. Well, that that was going to be my whole point is they're not – the one weakness of their defense is their run defense. And, you know, Daniel Jones is going to see Micah Parsons coming off the edge and be like, holy shit, you take the ball. I don't want it. And uh, uh, pass it off. I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a breakout game. He is not going to have two bad games in a row. Um, they are, he is, uh, not going to be shut down. Um, I know, I think Daniel Jones, I don't, I don't know. And I don't think he's going to throw the ball very well in this game. Um, he really doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. So I see a lot of legs from Daniel Jones. Um, and a lot of, um, uh, I think they really are. I, you were laughing, but I think you're going to see Saquon Barkley, um, in that, I mean, maybe not lined up in a, you know, in the slot, but he's going to be coming out of the backfield for a lot of catches in this game. A lot of two, three yard passes, 
right before Micah gets there, he dumps it down to Saquon. Saquon breaks it off for 20 yards. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Um, and I think that's the only way. Uh, the last game was a good game, um, but I think the Giants are going to be able to split with the Cowboys this year on Thanksgiving Day. And they will get OBJ because of the win. <laughs> no. we need There him. you go. Uh, the Giants definitely need him worse than the Cowboys. The Cowboys, they do. Cowboys, y'all don't deserve OBJ because y'all dumbasses should still have Amari Cooper. So, right. um, and I'd rather have Amari Cooper, honestly. Oh, I'd rather one, have Amari Cooper too because he's been playing the whole hey, season. That, that boy's balling out. He's been he balling out all season yeah. too. So, yeah. and it's going to cost us more for OBJ than Amari Cooper. So, right, exactly. All right, to wrap up the Thanksgiving Day games, eight twenty p.m. <clears throat> Patriots. Vikings, who you got, Brandon? Uh, I I got New England. I got New England pretty easy in this game. All I'm going to say is, if all the Vikings could put up against the Cowboys was three points, just wait till you meet our defense. Yeah, the Cowboys have a good defense, but we got a better one. And uh, a, a man by the name of Matthew Judon is going to have multiple sacks in this game. That's true. I think he's going to sack Kirk Cousins about two or three times in this. Matt Jones is going to have a pretty good game again. I, I'm predicting uh, – I don't see him throwing too many touchdowns, but I do have him getting at least one or two. But I do see him throwing almost 300 yards again, uh, not too many drops. Because uh, let, <clears throat> let's be honest, the Vikings don't have a great defense. They have one of the worst rushing defenses, and their passing defense is about 18th also. So I see Ramon Stevenson and – yeah. yeah, I see Ramon Stevenson and Damian Harris having big games in this game, too. So, I got us winning. Okay. What do you got, Brandon? I mean, uh, Rich? Yeah, I think Minnesota is going to be a little sore about Sunday. Uh, they'll be looking for a little bit of revenge, but it's prime time, and Kirk Cousins can't play in prime time because he starts drinking about six, and um, it, it screws him up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, the Cowboys D – the Cowboys defense uh, has 42 sacks for the season. That's in first place. Um, just so putting it We're right there. behind you, Rich. Yeah, I know you guys <laughs> have like 36 or something. You're up. You're catching up. But uh, uh, of course, it didn't. We had seven against the Vikings. So let's see what uh, uh, New England will do. I'm going to pick New England to win this game. I think uh, they'll definitely Ow. be able to put up some points on this Ow. Minnesota defense. Uh, I, uh, Can you I, do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? Can you go back and watch the Jets New England game? Okay. Okay, but the Jets New England New England game cannot is score entirely points. Well, they're not playing the Jets. But though. by they're that, it's Minnesota. entirely different. The New York Jets have a top five to ten defense. The freaking Minnesota Vikings have 17, 18 defense. Their defense I don't, is I don't care. I don't care if it's a college defense. Defense out there, Mac Jones can't score points. No, but they can and run on, the, on this run the ball on Minnesota. Up, this okay, but they have one of the worst running defenses. So not England. only is Matt Jones going to have a good game passing, he's all they're all. We're also going to have Jefferson? a great da- game. No. Yeah, yeah, Justin Jefferson. I feel like I'll I feel say, like New England's going to be able to run on Minnesota. I see what you guys are saying. I see what you guys are saying. And New New England does have a great defense, but. The Vikings has a whole lot better offense than the Jets do. You know what I'm saying? We're talking, we're talking uh, prime time offense here. Hell we're, we're no! Talking probably okay. the now, second best wide receiver in the beer. league. Probably the second best wide receiver in the league. 
You know what I'm saying? And Justin Jefferson, uh, we're talking about they're going to be able to score some points. At least I say not a lot of points. This is not going to be a high scoring game, but I think I think Minnesota is going to score 14 points and New England doesn't know how to score 14 points. They could barely score three unless they're unless here's the way that New England will win this game is if their defense can score points or their special teams can score points. Then they have a chance. To Our win the running game, game is one of the best. Hey, where's yeah. this game at, yeah. by the way? Is this a is this in Minnesota? I totally agree. It's in Minnesota. Yeah. That's the reason why I got Minnesota winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, if this game was in New England, I wouldn't be talking shit right now. And and New England would win the game. But uh, it's in Minnesota. They're at home. They're going to be mad from the ass whooping they just took. And you know, all, I, uh, all I'm saying is this, Dad, okay? A man against a top five go. to top ten, <laughs> that is definitely not happening. Gus, I, I don't know what the hell he's smoking. Is he smoking <laughs> shrooms? Is he drinking beer? What the hell is wrong with his ass? We are not losing by 30 to Minnesota. That is not happening. Second of all. Well, um, here, hold on. Hold on two seconds because – I do have them. Uh, I do have them by thirty. I have them by thirty inches. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they're, they're gonna win by thirty inches. Okay. Oh, go. oh my god! All right, what were you saying? Go ahead. But but what I'm saying is is you're telling me that a man only has four drops, only has four incomplete passes, almost three hundred yards. Yeah, he had no touchdowns, no interceptions against the top five, top ten defense, you don't think he's absolutely going to destroy the Minnesota Vikings? He's going to have no. at least 300 yards. I, I have no faith at all in Mac Jones. I would have more faith if Zappy was playing. If Zappy was playing, I'd be Hell like, hey, no. Maybe, okay, he y'all need to ball. stop with this Zappy shit. No, Zappy so, is no. not – not, not I, I don't have I don't have it's not really Mac Jones either. Um, like I talked, you know, we just talked about a little bit earlier. I don't have no I don't have no faith in the New England offense. I really don't. I think the play calling is extremely crappy. Oh yeah, um, it is for and, sure. And it's confusing yeah. the fuck out of Mac Jones. That's the main problem. You know, I think Mac Jones is a whole lot smarter. If you you know what I'm saying, a whole lot smarter than what he can display because the the um offensive play calling is so bad in new England. And I, I think that's the major problem. So, and it's not going to be fixed in this game. In yeah, but Ramon Stevenson and, 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 and Damian Harris can have big games because but one thing the Minnesota have Vikings remember, have a really bad running defense. So, yeah, that, I mean, that is true, but the Minnesota Vikings has a really good running game. They, right got, they got a top five running back, uh, a, top, a top three Dalvin wide Cook. receiver. Yeah, Dalvin yeah. Cook. So. Really? Nah. He's a, he's a good running nah. back. Uh, he's but they he's don't, a good running back, but he's not top five, top ten. Minnesota wants to run and gun. They want to they want to put points up. That's what right. they that's what their style right. is. But and, I think New England's defense is going to give them problems. So right, and that's what's I'm predicting that's sixteen to fourteen New England low scoring okay. game, last second field goal. Yeah, there you go. uh, let's hope so, Rich. Speaking of field goals, Nick Folk sucked major ass on yeah, Sunday. That's true. We could have won against the Jets, but the idiot missed two field goals. Isn't Nick Foles like 48 years old? Yeah, that's on the line. He played playing for Dallas in the early 2000s. Jesus. Right. Yeah. Um, Kirk, I think this is Kirk Cousins' primetime breakout game is what I think. Hell no. Against Matthew Judon, one of the best uh, rush. Yeah, I really do. I think think this is is Kirk Cousins' – 
primetime breakout game. I don't think there's going to be no plane, nowhere to go because they're at home and he's still going to be wearing everybody's chains in the locker room at the end of this game. He don't there, have any there's my bold prediction. There you go. Okay, Michael, you're okay. also smoking crack or smoking shrooms. But bro, will you and Gus just shut the hell up in the comments? Neither one of y'all know what the hell you're talking about. New England is not winning by 20, and the Vikings is not beating us by 30. It's yeah. going to be a very tight, close game. Right. I do have New England winning, though. So yeah. Minnesota's easy to beat. Just hold them to three points. <laughs> All right, so I got the Bills, Giants, and Vikings. Oh, wow. Bills, Giants, and Vikings. Those are my three predictions. Rich, you had Bills, Cowboys, and Patriots. And uh, Brandon, NFL boy Brandon over there, he was in the comments section smoking crack with those guys, and he picked the Lions, the Giants, and the Patriots. (laughs) That's going to be upset city for Thanksgiving. Um, that's good. Bro, though. That's be three bro wait, so wait for awesome. it. Wait for it. When when Thanksgiving ends, you are going to be telling me I told you so. All right. This will be hey, interesting hey, to hey, say. Hey. As soon as I get down there to your house, I, I want to hear both of y'all say I told you so. When you see the Lions <laughs> beat the Detroit Lions, but I right. mean when the Lions beat the Bills by the they, time that I get that down one. There. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I just don't have the balls to pick it. So yeah, uh, but I'm with you right. there. It'll be an interesting show on Friday, that's for sure. Right, exactly. It'll be a fun show. Speaking of that, uh, Rich just said, we will have um, a show on Friday. We will tell you our takeaways from the Thanksgiving games and go ahead and uh, preview the rest of week 12. And um, got some good news, fellas, but I think we're going to be able to get back on our Tuesday-Thursday track starting next week, so that's pretty fun. Um, that'd be pretty cool. So everybody make sure you tune in, uh, this week. It will be Friday. Did we say noon fellas? Yeah. fine. Okay. So we're going to be doing our second show of the week, uh, this Friday at noon and, um, starting next week, we'll be back at our seven o'clock PM Tuesday, Thursday night. Um, next week, fellas, we have D the December preview. Coming up on Thursday, so that uh, yeah, fun. yeah, fun fact. So start getting that your Thursday fat picks together. Yeah, that Thursday, it's mm-hmm. the first meeting between us and the Bills at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, December first. Awesome. So pretty awesome. So we got some fun stuff coming up. Um, that'll be pretty cool. So unless <laughs> you guys, do you guys have anything else to share? If not, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and uh, be safe out there, y'all. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people on the road starting tomorrow, traveling to go see their friends and family for the holiday. Um, so be safe. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll be back on here Friday, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Only All thing right. I got is uh, I'm smoking some turkey. And uh, Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a good time with your family and uh, be thankful. For yeah, have a good turkey day. So, yep. Yeah. Happy turkey. Until Friday, y'all. Peace.